All right, guys, thank you for that carrier update. Alan Adler is back with us once again, this time talking communities with an update on truck tech. Alan, thank you for joining us once again on the show today. We're focusing on Too Simple now. We've had some woes come out of that company these last few weeks. Now they're looking for potentially some financing, maybe even a buyer. What's the update there? Back in June, late June, Too Simple kind of surprised everybody when they announced that they were looking to possibly exit the U.S. market. You know, they had been uh, a leader, but then, of course, we had all the drama last year we don't have time to go into here. Um, but ultimately, they've kind of pivoted towards Asia and China, both in uh, Japan, where they've done some testing, and also in China, where they recently did a actual driver out um, uh, run in, in China, similar to what they did in Arizona in late 2021. Um, the interesting thing, and I, I this is not fully developed. Remember, this is the first time we're actually doing the communities before the newsletter comes out. It's usually easier once the newsletter is done. But I can tell you that we will talk about patents. We'll talk about intellectual property. And we'll take a look at you know how this stacks up maybe with some of the competition. But to me, the thing that stood out when they were sort of promoting their patent uh, numbers, which are really kind of high, 591 patents in, in the autonomous trucking space. What surprised me was, why would you promote that now when you have said that you may want to sell the business? So is it a marketing thing? I mean, you know, is it is it a way to sort of draw attention, you know, to a potential buyer? I mean, that's kind of the thesis. Maybe it's thin. I, I won't, I don't know. But I think it's something worth exploring. And so that's what we're going to look at. We have that in the news. So we're also going to pick up a little bit of information from a story today uh, about Gaddick, the autonomous middle mile trucking company working with Tyson Foods, we spoke with Tyson Foods last week about not just the autonomous space, but some of the other things that they're doing in electrification and some of the investments that they're making. So we'll, we'll have a little segment on that in there as well. Definitely a lot to jump into here, Alan. And looking at the first story, back in my early career, I was a tech commercialization associate, and that essentially just meant that I evaluated technology and intellectual property, see if they were valid or not, and if we was able to make a business out of it. With such a huge number of patents, are there any concerns that some of these aren't really huge game changers or have a lot of value to it? Or do you see this as just, hey, look at the overall number, like a like you said, a marketing ploy? Yeah, you know what? I, I it's hard to say, and you're absolutely right, though that that you know, it's only some patents were really meaningful in terms of you know how to do things, and and the reason I'm trying to find out what others have in the patent space in autonomy is that it, you know, maybe it's a, a slight change and you get a patent for it. I mean, it, you know, we used to look at patents at, at General Motors when I worked there versus say Toyota and people like that. And it was sort of a bragging point, but then when you kind of got into it, sometimes, as you say, it, it really wasn't all that significant. Um, this whole IP question is, is big for Too Simple though, because they have had uh, a number of rounds with the uh, CFIUS, with the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., over over whether technology development or IP development in the U.S. had been shared with its China operations and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of things we're not going to be able to put a bow on in this in this newsletter, but I think it does raise some interesting questions anyway about uh, you know how this is going to play out and you know whether it does. Now, too simple. First part says, hey. We've always talked about our patents, so this is no big deal. It's not a story. Of course, tell me it's not a story. Makes me think it absolutely is a story. But I think that uh, you know they're, they're saying, look, you know, we talk about this, and it really doesn't matter if we're 
you know, looking at strategic alternatives, as they put it, for for the U.S. business. I almost kind of feel like Too Simple is like baiting the water, right? Like like maybe throwing some goldfish up on the water, seeing who comes to bite. Has there been anyone who's come up so far yet and said, we might have a little bit of an interest in the business, whether that is just a piece of the offshoot of the U.S. business, or if it is maybe an investment in the overall Too Simple business or anything like that? Haven't seen it yet. Um, there could be some discussions, you know, with bankers. I mean, you could always perhaps see, uh, you know, private equity get involved if they think there's value there. Uh, I mean, Too Simple had a lot of fans a couple of years ago, and it, it really did have a, a demonstrable lead in the space. And I think that's pretty much gone at this point. Could it come back? Of course it could. I mean, you know, if you if you did get investment, but the, the interesting thing, and we're still waiting for too simple to catch up on all its financial filings. You know, they, they do face a delisting, I think, at the end of September from the NASDAQ, not because, uh, you know, not because of their stock price, which again is trending a, a bit lower back down toward a dollar, but, uh, but because they haven't filed their financial report. So we don't know exactly how much cash they have on hand. The last report we've had on them was for the third quarter of 2022. So a lot has clearly happened. They've laid off, you know, about half of the staff and, in the U.S. And, and that sort of thing. So we don't know exactly where their cash situation is or if this is really a a money issue, uh, you know, in terms of investment. They've collapsed and closed a lot of their operations. They're selling the operation in, in Tucson, um, you know, the property where they did most of their development. They've closed down a Texas facility where they were, you know, sort of operating, you know, um, uh, they were supervised autonomous units for uh, UPS and others, uh, but they were losing money doing it. And so it really w- didn't make a lot of sense to keep that going. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see where this is all going to, uh, where it's all going to net out for them. Um, we also have to get in in the newsletter a little bit into what Plus is doing in China. You know, they, <laughs> it kind of came up during last week's show that, that oh yeah, we, we, um, we spun off our China operations. They, you know, that was speculated about. I wrote about it. They wouldn't comment back in like February. And then David Liu, the CEO, just sort of let that drop. And I didn't have a chance really to react when when we were on the show. So I've asked them to, you know, kind of let me know, what did you really do over there? So the, the interplay between the U.S. and China for uh, autonomous trucking uh, is interesting. And it mostly involves those two, uh, two simple and plus. And Alan, uh, we're, of course, looking forward to the deeper dive on your show. Do you have any guests lined up that we should be watching for? Well, later today, Anthony, we'll have uh, we'll have the uh, head of uh, policy for Volterra, as well as uh, the distribution lead for uh, Southern uh, Southern California Energy um, on the show, talking about things that are needed, additional needs, uh, regulate regulation wise, to uh, make the infrastructure picture easier uh, in terms of developing electric infrastructure. This is a subject that. We'll continue to talk about because, as we said, you know, we've got all the trucks and we have many, many trucks on the way. Um, but do we have enough uh, places to charge them? So we'll have these two on. We'll have hopefully a good conversation this afternoon. going to be great to watch for sure. And of course, you can find Truck Tech, the show, on Wednesdays right here at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Alan, for folks who want Truck Tech, the newsletter, where can they go to find that one? Um, you can go to uh, FreightWaves.com uh, backslash uh truck hyphen tech and uh, subscribe there for the email version. And it's also uh, posted about 11 o'clock on Fridays uh, on the website. Awesome. Alan, thanks for joining us again and also looking forward to your upcoming episode today. Okay. Thanks guys. 
And like we mentioned, you can find Truck Tech Live on Wednesday afternoons at 4 o'clock and find all of your reruns up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash freightwaves. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with our next check of the weather right after this.